What's up, everybody? It's the ID84 Show live here from our cabins of non-exclusion. As always, to the left of me, I have Adam the Mallet in his Hello. bunker, if you will. And we are live. It's episode 170. It's amazing. It's quite the milestone. I look back on it. The, the longest I did a show for consecutively was 165 episodes, and it was the adult entertainment show with uh, our friend Brianna, your birthday uh, twin. And right. Yeah, are you in? There are two people, actually. There's three people that all together that have the same birthday. Me, Brianna, and um, Eric's old friend. Yes, um, the doctor. The doctor. Yeah, Todd. Yeah. I don't know what his name and you guys are all born in different decades, which is actually pretty funny. Yeah. She was born True. in the 70s, you were born in the 80s, and she was born in the 90s. Very interesting. She's been busy fighting for dad's rights. Oh, damn. Okay. That's what Alex has been lately. Are you having... Um, uh, you probably don't want to get into too much detail over the year, Mr. Wallace, but um, good luck. Dad's rights in Massachusetts suck. If you're a dude in Massachusetts, you uh, you don't have the upper arm. You the, the the baby mom is literally gonna be like a drug addict who's like about to go to jail, and even still, you might have problems getting custody of a fucking kid. Fuck Alex, man, that's that's tough. It's a tough uphill battle, but you can win. You can win. You gotta really fight for it, but you can win. Yeah, you 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 can do it. You just need uh, let us know if you need any help from the ID84 show. We'd be more happy to help you. I don't know if I would be. A good <laughs> It could hurt you. Yeah. Enough help, but if we could help you, we'll help you. Yeah. But uh also people need help. Uh my cousin Brittany needs help. But you already know. So she's in a contest right now and it's a cook off contest. So and she's a pretty good cook. She cooks a lot of good meals. That's like being a stay at home mom now, that's all she does is cook, it seems like. So she's in this contest where they're going to pick like winners and they're going to like, you know, kind of like that baseball con- uh, contest that was in a couple of years ago. Same idea. So she needs you to vote for her. So if you go to the Wicked Explorers Instagram, which is obviously the Wicked Explorers Instagram, um, and click on the link in the profile, you can vote for her. You can vote for her once a day, every 24 hours. And if, you, if you're watching this on Facebook Live and you're on the Adi84 page, then I have a link on a picture I posted right below this that you can do. Um, and uh, you can vote for her there. So vote for her because uh, she promises to cook a meal for everyone if she wins. So I know Adam's going to take her up on that. She makes like a really mean steak and like surf and turf. Um, no, I was coming through our, you know, our friend, our friend K.A., uh, the, the, the former cease and desist girl. Oh, yes. So how has that been? Um, I just, I just, I just, I was like, now might be a good, it's been a couple, uh, like a month or two since the last time I did this. So let's see what we got. So the, right? Bringing her up to speed, K.A. is a girl who gave us the cease and desist four years ago this month um, because she was ranting on twitter or instagram or something like that and we screenshot it on the radio show page and we thought it would be funny to kind of poke fun of her a little bit because she did share her stuff out there in public so it's now public you know stuff so so we did that and then she got very angry with us and gave us a i don't know if it was a a cease and desist order um probably made it up on instagram or you know uh, photoshop but yeah, so, it's, so how, 
So you think she should be better right now because now she hated Trump and she hates Republicans. So now her people are in office. They have the majority in the House and the Senate and the presidency. How could she possibly be upset these days? Um, oh, boy. So let's see. <laughs> I got to looking for a juicy one. Okay, so her recent one was seven hours ago. Rush Limbaugh died. She just said good. Jesus. <laughs> All right. Uh, Republicans... Republicans are the cancel culture party, quite literally. But they're not, though. It's the liberals that are canceling everything. <laughs> so she's wrong twice. Okay, let's get you. Can she bat a thousand? Five days ago. All I can think of. I love how. Do you like how I read them? <laughs> yeah. That's like what she sounds like. I bet. I never heard her in real life before. But I, I know, I'm just giving her the girly girl, valley girl voice. It's probably more annoying. But yeah. all right. So all I can think of is Charles Manson being pissed. Watching the impeachment trial being like, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, exactly. To the T, right? Okay. Any, any more juicy ones? Because right now she's just irritating me at this point. Uh, okay, so if Trump didn't cause the attack on the Capitol, then what caused it? What made those people so angry and violent that they attacked Capitol Police and massive destruction on the Capitol building? Right. Yeah, but the riots are okay when they burn down a Target and a Wendy's because, like, that's like you know that's justified, I guess. Well, look, uh, Kay, uh, by the way, Alex Wallace wants to know Kay. Kay is a a lady that none of us have met. Uh, a former co-host, E Powers, tried to have sex with on the uh, extras when they were extras for uh, Grown Ups too, and um, she's a comedian like all these fucking goofballs we've had on the show. Half of them are actually comedians and half of them are like K.A. who say they're comedians, but maybe do one open mic every year or so. And, you know, I don't know why this girl's so angry. Like, she doesn't like Pelosi, believe it or not. Really? What's she bitching about Pelosi for? Well, she just said, I don't agree. Um, I don't agree with a lot of what Pelosi says, but her petty skills are on point and I am here for it. And she took a picture of uh, McCarthy fails to lead hands, keys to party to green. I don't know. That's funny because McCarthy was a communist back in the yeah, 1960s. McCarthyism was basically his idea and was basically a form of United States communism. So that's always good. Yeah. She's, uh, you would think like, because here's the thing. I'm going to give this probably, they probably have about three more months left of this. Because in, you can see this with like mainstream media. They used they loved when Trump was president because they gave him stuff to talk about. They gave him news, gave him stories, right? And now... He's gone, and he, oh yeah, what I got? What are gonna do? Yeah, and he yeah. can't tweet anymore. He can't talk anymore. So people, they don't have anything to talk about. So now they're starting to like, well, this is left over from him. But you only can really have that. Only gives you about three months of mileage because after three months, people are gonna start looking at you like, yeah, you can't keep blaming the people who are before you because it's it's at this point you have the power to make the change or do what you have to do. So it's like. We're starting to see it now, and I think that's why we're seeing stories about you know people getting gorilla glue stuck in their hair. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> gorilla glue girl. Here's the thing, and it, it, this is a, so we have we had gorilla gorilla glue lady. There's three of them technically now. There's the original, the black chick yep. from Louisiana, the black dude who put the solo cup to his lip, who came in to try to prove her wrong, and now this new uh, Hispanic chick mm -hmm. who was like, guys, I accidentally put gorilla glue in my hair, and everyone was like giving her shit because obviously she did it because they would like, they would do a three for Thursday and maybe uh, a white dude from like, I don't know, Newton 
does the Gorilla Glue thing and we can really cover all aspects of the world. People are fucking stupid. Like that chick who, who, who's mad at Tom Brady who wants the apology. So, so the Gorilla Glue girl is stupid. Don't put Gorilla Glue in your hair. I'm going to tell you that right now. Nothing's going to come of it. I've gl- Gorilla Glued my fingers together making the Packy League trophy. So it's not a good time. Um, so don't do it because you're going to hurt yourself. And the lady who's pissed off about Tom Brady using the trophy as a toy um, must have not have seen the last title 54 years of the NFL and what they did with the trophies. And uh, she didn't get very upset with Gronk using it as a baseball bat at Fenway Park a few years ago and denting it. I think maybe because that wasn't on video, maybe. I I don't know. I know. You told me why. Go ahead. I I, I, (laughs) I hate to like accuse people of this, but, and I know it goes a little deep and it's a little, it's a little abstract, my idea, but there was a lot of crap about how Tom Brady was getting away of being a Trump supporter and not taking any rap of it. But, but he's never really, he, I mean, he's a long time ago, I guess he said he was a supporter, but he doesn't talk politics. And that's why I like, I like my athletes not talking politics and that's fine with me. And I don't care if, if uh, Brady was a uh, Biden supporter, it doesn't matter to me. He doesn't talk about it. So I don't really give a shit. But because all these left-wingers were getting upset with the fact that Brady was getting a free pass because he's fucking Tom Brady, the greatest player of all fucking time, um, I think this girl was a little butthurt, probably. I think maybe uh, there's something, there's something deep-rooted in her. She's either, like a, she's either like a Rams fan or she's... What does she look like? Do you know what she looks like? Uh, I thought I'd maybe seen a picture of her, but I don't know if it was her or not. She's apparently like the, the, the granddaughter of the guy who designed the trophy or something like that. Yeah, it's the, I think she's, she's the daughter. Daughter, okay. He uh, says it was very disrespectful. Uh, breaking news, by the way, from Alex Wallace. Tim Tebow retired from baseball. Oh, oh no. Talk, all right, we're talking about the greatest players of all time here. Now Tim Tebow. But he's the greatest crossover player of all time. Tim Tebow. It's upset. It's upsetting that Tim Tebow never made it to the actual mages. And I'm surprised oh, no. the Mets never used him as a pawn to bring see people to the butt. That guy's might- an idiot. Because he could have been, like, I said this before, like, he, he should have stayed in the end. He could have been a tight end. He's oh, built he- like a tight end. But he was like, no, I want to play quarterback or fuck you. I'm going to play baseball. Yeah. Like, I'm an idiot. I mean, and he had a he had a gig with like CBS or NBC or oh no, it was the um, SEC network as like a um, a commentator. So I'm like, you could have done that too. I mean, granted, if you want to go play baseball, go right ahead, go play baseball. Minor league baseball is like a bail league. You know what I mean? Have fun, enjoy yourself. You know, make twenty grand a year. You probably don't need it, but whatever. Um, and have a good time. Like, I, I mean, if I could, if I was able to afford to play like just like double A ball my entire life, I probably would. Yeah. Like, why the fuck not, right? But uh, retiring from baseball, yeah, we seen him at uh, – me and Eric were supposed to see him a couple of years ago when we were down in Norfolk, um, which is the Mets AAA team. They were, he had just got injured like four games prior to us getting down there. And we are like, oh, shit, we've got to see Tim Tebow. I, I missed Tim Tebow playable four different times. I've gone to see Mets minor league teams. I missed them, but it was never meant to be. What's he going to do now? Let me see. What's, what's... He's probably going to do SEC commentaries or be a coach or something or inspirational leaders. He, seems like a cool. know, he, he ended up getting married to some some hot piece of ass, but I wonder how disappointing that, like when he lost his virginity, was. It's yeah. probably horrible. I just think about well, the first time I had sex with a girl in front of my. It wasn't fun. It's over in like two minutes. It's like done. The build up and the anticipation was just like it blows your mind for the like the entire week. You think you're gonna have sex and you're getting all excited, and then you get down to the to the beans and rice of it, and it's literally like 
seconds. It's, it's breaking news too. It's it's it's, uh, it's been up within the last within the half hour. Yeah, we're yeah. breaking it for you right now. So if you're watching yeah, this totally. live, you're hearing it first. Thank you to our uh, on-site um, commentator, uh, Alex Wallace, contributor. I used to say, not commentator. There you go. Maybe he's going back to football. I mean, you know what? The quarterbacks right now, you never know. I mean, it's like it's open market on quarterbacks right now. A lot of teams need quarterbacks. You know, whatever. There was a fucking news tease I saw the other day, though. It was kind of funny in the end, but I kind of rolled my eyes. It was Andrew Luck. It was like five things that he might be – he five uh, things that he might be doing right now and preparing, you know, for – they made it seem like he was going to come out of retirement. And then you read the list, and it was like, Going to the supermarket, yeah. going to like because he's not coming out of retirement. Yeah, he's not. I mean, you're, I'd give it from. He was a uh, first overall pick. He was a really, really good college football player out in Stanford. Um, he looks good. He just he did to the championship several times. He unfortunately played for a shitty team who didn't really want to support him. You know, with uh, giving him some weapons, but uh, he made it to the AFC championship a couple times. I mean, the guy he wasn't. He's not Tom Brady. No, so he, but he was good. But he was good. He's, a service he's better player. than a lot of – I'd put him – he was better than Stafford. And I, I, I never hated him. As many times as the Patriots played against the Colts, I didn't have a hatred for him, which I, I don't have a hatred for – some quarterbacks I have a, a dying hatred for. Like when, I, when we play him, I just – and we all know my number one most hated quarterback. Who is it? Who is it? Oh, since you asked, I'll tell you. It's – um um. What the hell is his first name? Because he, oh, Pat. I'm gonna call him Pat because he hates it. Pat Mahomes. Oh, Pat Mahomes. Okay, I wasn't sure if he was saying retired or, or current. You oh, mean like still active? No, Pat Mahomes, number one most hated quarterback. Not all time, because I think I would have to dig. Dude, I hate Brett Favre a million times more. I love Brett Favre. He's a dick. I fucking hate Brett Favre. I think that's why I like him because he's such a dick. And I and I don't think he ever like he hurt the Patriots in '97, but like that was just like his like second year or something. So. It, but, like, I, I followed his career very thoroughly through, like, the days of the Jets and then when he played in Minnesota and all that stuff. And, like, I always rooted for him because I thought he was, like, a fucking – and I loved him in something about Mary. Yeah, no, but I didn't mind him until he became an attention horn. Every year for about four years, he was like, I don't know if I'm going to retire. And everyone would have to wait for Brett. Yeah. And, like, it was like Brett watch every year if he's going to retire. And then he would. That went on for, like, four years in a row. Yeah, he, he, he did a disservice for the Green Bay Packers for a little while because you had Aaron Rodgers sitting there for a few years on the bench. They're lucky he didn't lose Rodgers either. You know what I mean? So, but right, We'll um, go down the list here. So we know how you feel. We, we all feel about Tom Brady. It's like yeah. you, you want to hate him, but you can't. And uh, Aaron, so Aaron Rodgers, just, just quick takes on all of um, It's all right. I mean, I'll take him or leave him. I don't really hate him, but I just think he's kind of a ding-dong. All right, Breeze, Drew Breeze. Love him. Uh, Russell Wilson. I used to hate him, but in the last few years, I've actually got a nice respect for him. I like the way he changed his game, and I, he's probably one of my top five favorite quarterbacks. Why? He warmed up. Okay. Yeah, he, he warmed up to me because he yeah. was a little cocky coming out of college, but I think nowadays it's kind of like, you know. Roethlisberger. Uh, same way. I used to think I used to hate him, and he kind of warmed up to me because now, now he's on the downfall of his career. I just think he was a doofus. Yeah, Newton. Same thing. Used to hate him. Came to the Patriots. Now I love him. Yeah, I don't want him again, though. I don't want him, but I, <laughs> I, I feel like he got a bad uh, rap when he played in Carolina. I think he was. I think he was probably a nicer and better guy than he really was. And then we kind of. I think of, he became a nicer guy. I think he wasn't always like yeah, that. I, I think, think you're right. Kind of wised up. Yeah. yeah. Um, Philip Rivers. He gets in his own way. Yeah, he just kind of. I feel, you kind of feel bad for the guy because he gets so close but so far away. 
Uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, yeah, I kind of hate him. I, I, he was the opposite. I liked him a lot when he was in BC, and I liked him in the end of his career, but he became kind of an arrogant dick towards the end. And then us beating the shit out of him in the Super Bowl just really made me really you know, hate him more. Oh, I fucking hate this guy. I fucking hate Ryan Tannehill. I fucking hate him. I despise Ryan Tannehill. Remember when he was like yelling? He was yelling at practice squad players for intercepting yeah. in, in practice. Yeah. Remember that bullshit? He's a dick. I fucking, he even looks like an asshole. Ugh. Do you want to uh, bring in a guest? Maybe we can we could, we could hold this conversation to the end, just because I know I'm waiting in the yeah, waiting. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's in a sports. So yeah, we'll we'll, get, we'll 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 jump off of that for sure. Let's do all right. Let's do it. By the way, Brittany, we did plug you at the beginning of the show, so thank you. She is watching. Make her. And uh, here he is, all the way from we're not quite sure. Ben Lewis, join us live here. Whereabouts unknown. How you doing, sir? Pretty good. How you guys doing? Uh, good. Oh, how you doing? Great. Man? Your audio is phenomenal too. Thank you for. Uh, Stepping it up with the audio because some guests sound like they're talking into a tin can on on Mars, but yours sounds nice and crisp. Perfect. Well, thank you. You know, I try. It's it's all, it's all in the gaming. Like I don't talk to anybody when I play games, but you got to have. Yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, I have one of those too. Almost exactly like that one. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, game headset. Yeah. Where are you uh, joining us from tonight? I'm joining you guys from Arizona, but originally from Delaware. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Now, you might be the first person ever in the history of the show who's been from Delaware. I can tell nice. you. That. Yeah, and you guys, Boston, correct? Boston, yes, yes. Nice. I did uh, almost hook up a flight attendant from Delaware many moons ago. Oh, nice. Yes, but she, it's, but it, I mean that didn't work out. That's the closest I got. She had the second nice. closest I ever got to Delaware. So it, it's good because you might have ended up trapped in Delaware had you have hooked up with this flight attendant. Because what happens is you meet a girl from Delaware, then you hook up with her, then somehow she's just automatically pregnant. Even if you use protection, then you're stuck there. I've heard that story before. So you dodged a bullet. Yeah. I, here's the thing with Delaware. Um, so at the first time, at the, my entire life, the most I've ever seen to Delaware was that small portion of I-95 that runs through between Maryland and New Jersey when you go over the bridge and you pay like $90 in tolls to stay yeah. 10 minutes. Uh-huh. But my buddy and Eric and I went on a uh, road trip last summer and um, we drove we were going down to Norfolk, Virginia. So we took the, uh, the Chesapeake Bay Bridge Tunnel that's over mm-hmm. there. But we had to cut through Delaware. And we had to cut through a substantial amount of Delaware, like the entire coast. And I was like, well, not what I expected. I don't know what I expected, to be honest with you. I all remember <laughs> the nuclear power plant as we were driving down like this road and fucking crazy shit. Yeah, and then I remember growing up, like being from Delaware, the first thing I would tell people when I'm from Delaware is like, oh, you mean like from Wayne's World? And I'm like, come on. Like, I'm from Delaware. Yeah. yeah. It's not that bad, but. It, were, you, that uh, bad. Were, you, were you like <laughs> Delaware? So at least you had some like Philly cred? Or were you like Central Delaware where you're like, you're fire in the middle of nowhere? Oh, I was right smack dab in the middle of Delaware. A matter of fact, I'm from Dover, Delaware, and my name being Ben, I would get that joke, hey, Ben Dover, like all the time. <laughs> And I'd be like, yeah, it's so original. Adam Dover is the capital of Delaware, in case you didn't know that. I, I know. <laughs> I, I'm not. Well, why would you assume I don't know that? <laughs> Most people think it's Wilmington, and they'd be incorrect. That's an easy one to remember because DD, Dover, Delaware, it just right. goes together. And I'm fascinated, about, I'm fascinated about the Newcastle Circle. Do you guys know about You must know about that, Ben, the Newcastle Circle. What is that? So the I reason, might know about it. The top of Delaware is rounded like a penis head is because when they were doing the borders of the state, there was a, they had 20-mile radius from Newcastle, Delaware, 
to that was going to be the border of the top of Delaware. Oh wow! Yeah, that's why it looks like a little peepee. I did not know that. <laughs> I had a book about how states were shaped, and it was a nice bathroom read. Oh good! Yeah, it was great because you could go there and be like, oh, let me read about like you know Delaware. And, you know, it's a quick like ten page read, and you know some facts, and you could use. First time I ever used this, so it worked out, I guess. There you go. There you go. I when I was in uh, elementary school, I had a teacher who was from the Pennsylvania area, and she said that kids from Pennsylvania thought that Delaware was a suburb of Philly. Hmm. Oh, man. That's yeah, I mean, you'd be, so you, did you grow up as a Philly, uh, like a Philadelphia sports fan, or were you like kind of? No, I've, I've been a troll most of my life. So everybody who's like, go Philly, I would purposely not like the Philadelphia teams <laughs> just to watch people get so upset about it. It was, yeah. it was so great. I mean, they were the lovable. I mean, I guess they weren't very lovable. They were just losers back in like the day. And so they got out of, you know, 80, I think they won the World Series, right? And then, yeah. like, uh, you know, the Eagles had a little run back in the 80s as well. And then they just sucked for many, many years and they got so close. But yeah, I heard a story that uh, one of the receivers that dropped the ball in the Super Bowl, that his barber wouldn't cut his hair anymore. Ooh. Because he yeah. dropped the ball. Yeah, because they dropped the ball, which would have won them the game the one time they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, uh, when Donovan McNabb was there. Oh, that time. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're talking about when, when uh, Adam and I's beloved Patriots uh, killed him in Super Bowl. Uh, I think that was 38, if I know exactly. I, I know exactly what it was. Do you know what, I was, know what happened during that Super Bowl? That was the uh, Janet Jackson titty. Oh, yeah. And I got yelled at, and I was, uh, I was dating this crazy girl from Connecticut. That I met on spring break, which is two things in a sentence that no one should ever ever say in real life. <laughs> Agreed. Um, but uh, so we were watching the Super Bowl, and DVR had just come out. Like this was like a new thing where you could pause live TV because it was mm-hmm. 2005, and uh, we were watching the game, and someone's like, "Oh my god, a titty!" And I was like, "What?" And I wasn't paying attention, so I turned around and I rewound it a little bit so we could see the titty, and um, I got yelled at for looking at a titty. And uh, she didn't talk to me for the rest of the Super Bowl. Patriots won the Super Bowl. She didn't want to give a shit. Then she said, I don't want you going to the Super Bowl parade. Um, and I go, why? She goes, because girls expose themselves. And I go, that's all the reasons to go to the Super Bowl parade. But um, she, she was not very fan. She was, yeah, long story short, we didn't date much longer after that. But I didn't see it. Yeah, that was in 04. Yeah, I didn't see it at all. Like, I remember I didn't know it happened even until later on. Like, yeah. just, it just got past me. It was so quick. It, it must have turned, but I didn't even realize it happened. Yeah, like, I was watching it with my friends, and I'm just sitting there just enjoying Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson do their thing. And all of a sudden, my friends go lunging towards the TV, and I was like, Justin Timberlake's not that hot. What's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> and then they were like, no, Janet Jackson showed her boob. I was like, no, she did not. Then I had to go to YouTube, yep. which at the time, YouTube wasn't the best. So you had to search for everything. And finally, I was like, oh, it's blurred. Why, did we, why are we getting yeah. so excited about that? Like nothing like seeing a 50-year-old woman's saggy nibble. You know? <laughs> I, I know, I know. But that actually was a fantasy fulfilled for like numerous people. Yeah. In the eighties, oh, yeah. grew up in the eighties. How, yeah, how old are you? are you? I'm gonna say probably around our age. Yeah, thirty nine. Oh. Okay. We're in our mid to late thirties as well. So yes, yeah, so okay. we grew up of Janet Jackson in the late eighties, early nineties, kind of shaking yeah. on MTV and stuff. So yeah, I feel you. I understand yeah. where you're coming from. So yes, it was a fantasy fulfilled. And back in ni- and back in two thousand five, I mean, it was still the, the renaissance of internet pornography. So it was still yeah. tough to get stuff. You know what I mean? It wasn't as relevant available as it is these days. Oh, so, I know. 
I mean, just you ever just think back like to like our adolescence days when we were just like young young men, you know, finding porn in the woods. Oh, yeah, like is <laughs> on the Oregon Trail, just trying to find a, a nipple on primetime TV. <laughs> oh, I know. Looking at the little squiggly lines. Yeah, the scramble. Oh, yeah. Hoping you timed it right so that it went to the live TV before the next show came on. Spice <laughs> Channel. Oh yeah. The kids these days <laughs> don't know the, the 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 torture and the hell that we had to go through. You know. What I, mean? I know. Like I, I remember. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was just saying. I remember when like like porn used to have to be like printed on the screen like one of those old printers where like you had to sit there and by the time yeah. the picture was done you're like i finished five minutes ago i was one <laughs> I this neck yeah. and the thing would tear through a fucking ink cartridge like oh, yeah. nothing like it was just gone <laughs> and they, yeah you did you i i can tell you how how like uh like to the beginning of porn was there was like maybe like maybe 10 websites back in the day and there was this one website that i used to go to that had like six free pitches this was 1998 that we were able to go to that website from the computer labs at our middle school and look at, we would sit there on the computer at middle school, but at the time, no one knew. Like, yeah, yeah, you still don't want to worry somebody popping in behind you. You're in a school. Yeah. That's all. But like we're sitting there and it's like the firewall and there's a bunch of dudes in this computer class. And we're like, we're learning how to like use like Microsoft office. This is the class, but like there's so much downtime in 98. We're just sitting there and I'm like, guys, I found this website. Let's see if it works. And there was no firewalls. There was no blocking websites. It was like the wild <laughs> west out there. And we're all sitting around there looking at the five pitches that were there. All the buddies are writing down the website. They're going home. They're going there, loading it up and everything, you know? Those are the good old days. Now, God forbid, you type in something even close to that. They'll kick you out of school and they'll excommunicate you from the rest of the world. Right? Like, I love the movie Step Brothers. Love it. I made the mistake of typing in Step Brothers and not put the movie afterwards. And let me tell you the videos that came up. <laughs> After about five or six of them, I was like, this might not be the Step Brothers I was looking for. Yeah. But you- the Step Brothers I needed. You know what I mean? Like, you remember back in the day when uh, WhitehouseDotcom was a porn site? Yeah. <laughs> like if you go to website, go to webs, go to uh, whitehouse.com and it, 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 it forward you. Someone bought the domain, which was brilliant back in yeah. like the late nineties and then directed it directly to a porn site. Yep. Well, I remember too, like when those old photos, when you go like it with the loading time, remember it would come down slowly. Mm-hmm. The photo was like so slowly load into the page and then maybe yeah. it would stall for a minute, like maybe just around the breast line or right around the waist. And you're like, come on, fuck, you know, yep. just wait. And then God forbid the chick had a dick. Then you would be like, oh. <laughs> You're like, surprise. Oh, this is not, oh. Or maybe you liked it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you know. I remember before like broadband came out, you had to like hook up the telephone wire for like the modem and like, get dial up. And I remember one night I'm down on the computer. I, had a, I was in the basement of my house and it would flash a light on the phone upstairs that someone was using the phone. And like mm-hmm. my, my dad got up or something to like go to the bathroom or grab some water or something. And he's seen the light flashing like at three o'clock in the morning. And he picked it up, picked up the phone. And it was like, burr, 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 completely disconnected my whole download. <laughs> Filled the whole moment. I was like, ah, oh, come on. And again, yeah, start over again. You're like, no, I was taking download that picture for like an hour and a half. Yeah, like, come on, man. I'm like, I got to right here. I stopped right here. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but like when you were able to steal music, like that took even longer. I used to yeah. just like set up songs and then I'd walk away from my computer and hopefully later they would all download it. But the problem was when Napster got busted, 
it was still up, but they would like reword, people were like rewording the title names of songs, right? So that way to try to get it through. But then you wouldn't know if your download would come through okay and it was actually that song. You could be trying to download a, um, I don't know, just trying to think of a random song. Like, I don't know, freaking Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. It'd be like uh, Teen Spirit uh, Cheerleader, right? And then you download that and it's like completely something else. I'll tell you you the the number one that got fucked up for me was I was trying to download Blink-182 Man Overboard, right? When it first came out on uh, LimeWire. And what it would give you was New Found Glory. Um, one of, uh, what the fuck song? Hit or Miss by New Found Glory. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And every single time I download it, they disguise it as the song. And then I finally started listening to New Found Glory. So it actually worked, whoever was doing it. Maybe it was New Found Glory who was doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> trying to get their music out yeah so, so I, man, how'd you end up in uh, arizona uh so living in delaware i made like a joke type deal with my friend i was like hey if we're 25 and we're still living in delaware we have to just jump off the little bridge and call it a day because it means we're not going anywhere so <laughs> just give up hope but i i'm I found a school out here for uh, computers. And so I was like, I'll just apply to that school. And if I get accepted, then I'll move out there. And my cousin was like, yeah, I want to get out of Delaware too. He just got out of the military. He just uh, finished up boot camp in the military. And I was like, all right, cool. Let's do it. So we just, uh, I got, uh, got accepted to the school. So we just started looking for places and then moved out here. Nice. Yeah. You know, another fun fact about Delaware, What's the that? state of Delaware owns the entire river from side to side to the New Jersey border. Where most states will split the river down the middle as their as their boundary, Delaware in their their boundary has the river all the way to the opposing boundary. So, back in the '90s, they were dredging Delaware to make the river deeper for bigger boats to come through, and they put the all the stuff they dredged from the bottom of the river on the New Jersey side. Uh-huh. That was technically Delaware land. So there is a piece of Delaware on New Jersey. Well, that's cool. There's another fun fact for you about Delaware. I need to get that book because I just want to be able to throw out that random knowledge. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's fun, fun facts there. Uh, what part of, um, what part of uh, Arizona are you at? Uh, I live in Gilbert, which is like, I guess, the suburb of Phoenix. It's probably okay. like maybe 25 minutes from Phoenix or so. You got to love the weather, right? I mean, it's a hell of a lot different than Delaware. Yeah, I find myself being a bitch now because like, it'd be like 60 degrees out here. And I'm like, Oh my God, it's so cold. And I'm like, I'm so used to Delaware weather where I'd go outside six degrees. Like, yeah, let's go play basketball yeah. in shorts and a t-shirt. Like, let's do that. Now I wake up in the morning, like, Oh my gosh, we need to turn the heater up to like 72 because <laughs> I'm like some sort of old man and I'm too cold. It frustrates. Blood thins out. That's what happens. Blood yeah. Thins. yeah. Yeah, it does. You call it a dry heat there out in the desert. A dry heat. It's you know 130 degrees, but it's a dry heat. You know. I call it nosebleed weather. That's what I oh, call it. It's awful. When I first moved out here, my car didn't have an air conditioner because you can get away with that on the East Coast. Oh yeah. Like, no, no problem. I had to roll my window up to break a sweat to roll my window down for the hot air to feel cold. Like it was ridiculous. I did not realize how hot like the hot air was. It was like I was driving in an oven. Yeah. That, Never that, again. No joke. I've driven uh around. Arizona a few times in the summertime and that heat like literally you get out to go to the bathroom and you come back into your car it's like a hot box yeah mm-hmm. you're like you know what you can't keep kids puppies and you know old people in the car because they'll die instantly oh, instantly yeah kind of whether your fart just sits there like your fart <laughs> if you fart it's just you're you're just screwing yourself it's, good. it's horrible it's, good, it's terrible 
fucking, fucking crazy. So how, how long have you been uh, doing comedy for? Uh, 10 years, 10 or 11 years. How'd you, how'd you end up getting into it? Was it like, God, I just one of these things you always wanted to do? Or was it like, yeah, it was, it was weird. Like I remember I always loved watching stand up as a kid. Like it was one of the things where like, Oh, I love doing that. And then when I moved out here, I, I was like, I just need something else I want to do. And everybody always tells me how funny I am. And I was like, I'm the funniest person I know. I should try stand up. Yep. And my wife, uh, who was my girlfriend at the time was like, yeah, you should. So I looked up online and found an open mic that was like six months out. And so I was like, okay, cool. I signed up for it. And then like the week before everything was happening, I remember like, being, oh my God, I'm not going to do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And my wife was basically like, don't be a bitch. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Don't be a bitch. And then I tried it and then nobody booed. So then I was like, okay. So I just kept yeah. doing it. It's an addiction though. You know, oh, it is. Yeah. Like the right, I think. I hate this. It's like it's like the, it's like, I guess the equivalent is like being a drug addict. I've never been a drug addict, but I guess the the highs and the lows, like kind of like because you have the anticipation for it, you get like the anxiety and the, you get excited. And then when you're up there and then like when people start laughing, it, you kind of like a high you ride on. You know what I mean? Like if more people laughing, you kind of go off that. I mean, I get my my 14 month old kid laughing. I, I get excited. You know what I mean? Like it's like oh, I, mean, I know laugh. You know what I mean? So. And then like, and then it's like complete down. You get off stage and you're like, I just need to do, I need to do this again. I need to do it more. And I need, you know, more people laughing. It's like, you just can, you just need, you know, it's tough. It's like, but, yeah. And then the craziest thing is like some of the people you see who like are super funny on stage are like the complete opposite. As soon as they get off the stage and you're just kind of like, Oh, okay. Well, I guess that's like, everybody has a different story. And I always feel like I'm not a comedian because like, I don't feel like I have like a drug problem or alcoholism or anything like that. So I feel like I need an, something in order to like make it as a comedian. I feel like there's a certain kind of toxicity in the community. There's a lot of them with depression issues. I feel yeah. like a lot of the ones I've known or talked to just are very, they, they got problems. Usually. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. And it's weird too, because like there's a lot of people in the, in the community that are like cool and like you can ride on them. You can help them. They, each, everyone's helping each other kind of thing. There's mm -hmm fucking assholes too and to be honest with you, those ones i think don't we and we've had a lot on this show over the course of the tenure of bringing comics on over the years wow. it's really cool people too that we I mean we still talk to and everything like that but there's some some dicks who like and they weren't that funny and they fucking cut, try to cut people's knees off and backstabby like middle school off. like a lot of backstabby yeah you know, oh, I shit. I, i've lost fucking some shows due to fucking comics saying shit that you know getting me kicked off and stuff because of something I said on the radio show and throwing shit out of a push. And it's like, it's like, why are you going to be so catty? I'm like, we're just trying to help people out here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. And like, well, fuck you too, because I had brought you on the show to help you promote. And then you're going to come here and be a cocksucker. So it's like, okay, like what the fuck? You know what I mean? Oh, I know. Is it uh real like clicky in Boston area? too? Oh, so I hear Phoenix. So clicky sometimes. It's so clicky. It's like, if you like, I don't know how it is. I've, God, just when I was about to get back into doing shows, fucking COVID hit. Like I had just got married, had a kid and all this stuff. And I was like, all right, I'm going to start opening my schedule and try to do like a mic a week just to get out there and keep stay fresh. And then all this shit went down. But when, you know, right before, about four years ago when I was doing it like four or five times a week um, and I was hosting shows and things were going great, uh, very clicky. And, you know, you go to a mic and, you know, sign up, Mike, they'll pull your hats out. And, you know, most of them are like, you know, they'll let everyone on. But, you know, all the people there, all of a sudden they get bumped to the list. And then you get, you know, mysteriously taken out of the bucket and stuff. And it's like, oh, I'm just wasting my whole entire night 
I could have done something else. So I started just hosting my own shows. So what I uh-huh. do, I would just go to all these bars and stuff and be like, Hey, you want to do some comedy? I'll do it for free. Cause I want them. I want the stage time to host. And you know, when you host, you can get at least, you know, 20, you know, 30 minutes, maybe just working between the comics and stuff. Yeah. So that's what I did. And I was like, I'm just going to do my own shows and I'll see if people want to do them. And we got people and we got a lot of like decent, you know, comics to do it as well. But it's like, it's, there's a lot of work to get mm-hmm. there. So now I'm trying to write jokes and I'm trying to like get people to be the show. And then I'm trying to DJ and host. And it's like, it gets tired after a while. And it's like, oh, yeah. you just want to be on a show just to mm-hmm. make it easier for yourself, you know, but. Yeah, I know how it is. It's the clickiness sucks. It's, it's extremely clicky. I remember I, I was dating a girl who was in who was doing uh, doing shows, and I went. I used to go to a couple of her shows, and um, I remember I, the first one I went to because I was sitting at the bar before she went on with her and people. I, I just the vibe I was feeling. I felt like I was being looked at. Like, why are you sitting here? Like, mm. like it was very bizarre. I didn't like the feeling of it. And there were, there were guys I saw with notebooks and that's cool. Like you're into like, you're writing your own shit, yeah. trying to perfect your own craft before you go on. But like, there were some people I thought were taking it a little bit too seriously. Like relax. Yeah. You know? I did, uh, I did his mic once in uh, Denver. It was funny cause I was out in Denver and I was flying out. I had like a three 30 in the morning flight. And so I checked out of my hotel room and I went down to the comedy club and I was just going to sit there and drink and do a show and jump on a cab and go to the airport. Like really kind of like cool, rugged on the middle of a road trip. And I was sitting there and I was just like, I was doing the same thing, taking notes and video and everything like that. And like you get on stage and you do your thing, you know, you work your jokes and you know how it is. You're in Arizona. Jokes you may do out there may drop like a rock out and east coast or you know it depends on your crowd you get to work your material and stuff like this and i sat there and i got off stage i'm like why did i just waste my time tonight i could have slept it was like yeah you know two people in the crowd people were talking in the back and shit and it's just like you know obviously that's mics that's how mics are you're just working material you know you're not expecting too much of an outcome but like at the same time it's just like you know i i like to show respect when people are on stage i'll listen to them you know i'll take a break from writing for a minute just to kind of give them the attention you know give them some feedback and I was always the type of person that enjoyed that. Like, people ask me like their opinion. I'd give them some feedback and I'd help like workshop some jokes with them and be like, Oh, maybe you want to try this, move this around, kind of, I don't know, see what that works and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but it was very tough to get that same type of, uh, you know, love back, I guess, you know, people are just like, you know, especially the young kids coming in, you like trying to help them and stuff. And they just think they're better than they are. Like, oh, fuck you. Maybe you're not, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Luckily, like the one place I would go to, uh, consistently out here i met a couple of good friends and like so we'll workshop stuff and we'll punch each other's jokes up and things of that sort but it was crazy because like i'm not going to name drop the place that i go to but like we got into a big issue one time because the owner thought we were taking away from his business because like we just a group of us just got together and then someone else heard about it and he went to their class and because he went to the class and he came to our thing for free He's like, you're going to take your money from me. It's like, no, he's just a friend of ours. And it just happened over here. We were working on jokes. And he was like, hey, I'd like to come work on jokes too. It was like, we're not trying to steal business from anybody. We're yeah. just all trying to have a good time here and just help each other out. Like, he's still going to go to your and pay money to go to your class. Like, calm down. But yeah, it, it gets worse when you get up to the ladder too. Once you get to like big time comedy clubs, it's the same shit too. Like, yeah. you're doing like Bob's Comedy Club on Friday down the street, you're like shunned to do like, you know, Mike's comedy club, because like it happens in Massachusetts. We have in, in Saugus up near where me and Adama, there's two comedy clubs. There's Kowloon's comedy on one side of the road and there's Prince comedy on the other side of the road. And one child sells Chinese food. The other sells Italian food. 
but they both have a comedy club there and they both run it on the same nights. But it's mm-hmm. clicky because if you work one club, they almost never invite you over to another other club. Oh, wow. Vice versa. And it's just like, it's like the war of the comedy clubs up there. It's like very little people and you have to have like a, um, a, we call it like you have to be an allegiance to one. Mm-hmm. Because you'll be shunned from both if you decide to cross over to the other side. It's so like, stupid. It's so yeah. stupid. It's oh, like, yeah, no. It's like that out here, too. Like, I feel because I would go to this one spot consistently and, like, people didn't really care for the, the owner of the club, like, getting places, spots at other places was, like, harder because they're like, oh, he's that type of club person. And I'm like, no, I'm just funny. Like, yeah, I know I'm funny because I've worked with some people who are getting booked at other shows and they've told me I'm funny. And one of the things that's a problem with me is like, I'm a diva. So I don't like kissing people's asses in order to like get shows and stuff like that. <laughs> so like, I'm not going to like, um, a lot of shows would be like, a lot of places would be like, Oh yeah. If you go to this like other show, let me see if you can bring the heat there. And I'm like, but I worked with you, bro. Like, you know, yeah. I'm funny. You, I worked with you already. Why do I have to go through this just to get back to where I am when you already know that I'm funny enough. And like, I'm not like, conceded or anything like that at all whatsoever but like but i know that my jokes are good enough to like not have to go and start all over again just to get on a show so but i, I know it's an ego thing yeah but i mean at the same time you put the time in too you know what i mean yeah. mm-hmm. it's kind of like you put it's like being a, like an athlete or something you put all the time and then making you go play down with the freaking junior varsity it's like what the fuck you know what i mean it's like uh-huh. but uh so adam changed his background i noticed now he's in the deaf star yeah messing around yeah uh, ben, you're I've watched a little bit of your stand up. You're a little bit of a, a gamer nerd, I guess you could say that. Like uh, you like to stick to sci fi. I say that in the nicest way possible. Nothing, you know, because I'm a, Adam and I are very big nerds. Middle oh, yeah, uh, aged nerds, yeah. And uh, we we embrace people who have uh, you know hobbies of that nature who don't who, who are our age and have no, you know, don't. <laughs> there he goes. They're the cartoon now. <laughs> Ooh, I think the lady in the back on the poster back there. What room is that? Is that any particular place there? Uh, Steven Universe. Okay. From right. off of Comedy Central. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. There you go. So there you go. Um, so is that what you do full-time? Are you uh, uh, in the computer field? Oh, uh, yeah. I work in IT for a university. Um, but, yeah, I'm super huge nerd. Like, I, I love all types of nerd stuff. It's ridiculous. Like, one of the things, like, I, a caveat I told my wife, like, or not a caveat, but, like, a warning to my wife when we first met is, like, hey, like, I look like I'm cool right now because you're meeting me outside <laughs> at, like, a bar area where I'm trying to impress you. But I promise you, the cool stops here. Like, as soon as we get home and you get to know me, like, I'm, I, I remember, like, telling her, like, yeah, like, I play World of Warcraft. Like oh, yeah. I love comic books. I love video games. Like the cool is about as far as I was dressed. That's that's it. This is all facade. <laughs> I'm a huge nerd. No, Guess where I am thing. now. I'm on a porn set. I like the cameras and everything. Yeah, I'm the same way. Adam's the same way as well. I uh, have a very elaborate Lego collection. I have probably damn like 500 different sets. I have a whole awesome. in my basement. Um, Adam is a big Funko pop collector i collect the movie funko pops yes, he likes yeah. i have a we have a buddy who's a big uh trading card collector at we're, now we're gonna figure we're in our mid-30s and we he's like but that's the thing too like you said comics yeah. when me and my wife moved into our house i had like tubware bins full of like my nerd stuff i had like a comic book bin i had like and she's like what are you holding on to these for i'm like i don't know i'm like it's cool I'm like 
And like, I don't do it for the money and you guys probably don't do it for the worth of the money. You do it for the collection, nope. the, you know, the like to have and stuff, you know, and if it's worth money someday at the end, great. If not, then it's just cool to have. But I always figure like later on, like my, my son, maybe he can make some use out of it someday when I die or he could sell it or I don't know. I, but it's cool to collect. I don't know. It, it, comics were fun to collect when we were kids. I used to love them. It just, oh, yes. you know, especially the series and everything. I was a big um, Beavis and Butthead comic was my first comic I ever got. Yeah. Yeah, wow. it was episode, it was uh, issue 14, and I got it at a, um, get, remember when hotels used to have gift shops back in the day? Yeah. Like, it was at a Holiday Inn gift shop in a, in a um, uh, Rocky Mount Holiday Inn in North Carolina on my road trip home from Florida with my family. And uh, I was like in fourth grade, and we went to the gift shop to like get some waters or something like that, and you know, my mother was like, uh, do you want to get a magazine or something like that? And I seen a comic book and I was like, "In, I wasn't allowed to watch Beavis and Butthead, but like I knew what Beavis and Butthead was kind of mm. thing. So I was like, can I get this? And my mother felt it was like, all right, I guess he's not watching this show, but whatever. And then I became addicted. And every month when they came out, I must have collected all the way to the, and they stopped making them like 40, 50 like, 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 comic books of them. And I, I have them in mint condition and stuff like that. I just oh, love nice. it. That was the crazy, and it was like this is the greatest thing ever. But like, it's 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 something I still enjoy going back to at thirty six years old to go look at them. <laughs> you know what I mean? There, there's there's actually one I have from back in the day that's still worth a lot of money. And believe it or not, it was my mom's, but she let me have it. Do you remember the tick? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have the very first one. Oh, nice. I have tick number one. It is it's worth about two hundred and fifty three hundred bucks. Uh, maybe even a little more right now. It it's has like one of those things you probably never sell. You know what I mean? It's like, well, less times got tough, you know? And I might. I don't mean, I don't really, I don't really read comics really anymore. It's not my thing. I, I like them, but it's just kind of like, it's just not my thing. I might, maybe someday I'll sell it. I yeah. Know. It's weird because I, I don't, I haven't been in the comic market in years and I haven't been, but I don't know what the values are. I wonder if they're like baseball cards, which kind of dissolved their value over time, you know? I don't Question. know. Um, yeah. Google. Yeah, I think it's like hit or miss sometimes because like I know I don't know if you guys watch Gary Vee at all, but like he started collecting baseball cards and basketball cards again and like selling them for pretty decent prices on eBay all of a sudden. So back in like the 90s, when I early 90s and late 80s, when I started collecting cards, that's when the market was flooded. There was like like 10 or 15 different companies that made cards. So they were yeah. really rare. And I know like, you know, as the 90s went on to the late 90s, like the interest for cards kind of faded away. So a lot of these companies stopped making cards. And now, like you said, yeah, there is a little bit of, I think there's only like three or four companies that actually make baseball cards now. And um, so there is the rarity of getting a card. Like a, a buddy of ours, like I was saying, just got back into collecting cards and stuff. And he's been like digging into like the archives. And I remember you used to be able to get a bunch of cards for like nothing, like a yard sale or something like oh, that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like five bucks, you get like a thousand cards and it was a hit or miss if you got anything good in it. But now like those like that stuff might be kind of worth something. You know what I mean? It was just, it's just the value of it. You know, it's just kind of cool to have. Like, yeah, I used to collect comic book cards. That's the one thing I would do. Like I love reading the comic books, but I liked drawing. So I'd always collect the comic book cards just to try to draw the comics, the characters huh? on the comic book cards. Yeah. And I got a pretty good amount of them, but I've never checked to see if they're worth anything now. They're just in decent condition. But do you, do you have any kids? Yeah, I have uh, two stepsons and two daughters. There you go. My daughters are nerds, so I'm sure, like, if they saw it, they'd be excited about it, mm -hmm. but they don't want to play with it. And, like, I'm not a collector, but I'd be like, no, I've, they've been this good for this long. Don't, don't touch them. Don't touch them. Just look at them. That's what they're supposed to do. Yeah. 
That's like a conversation you have with your kids too. When you like, you, you, you finally get to the point where you hand stuff down to them, you gotta be like, like listen, it's like you gotta do what you gotta do with these things. But just remember the the value that or the, or it's more of the uh, it's the, a priceless emblem that yeah. your your father has given to you. Um, so just take that in consideration before you go sell it. You know, for you know, a trip to Florida on spring break or something like that. You know what I mean, it's like yeah, like we go to a comic con out here in Arizona and actually run a, like a, I do a comedy show out there where like basically anybody who's a nerd can tell their most nerdiest jokes and like, it's going to hit all the time. Yeah. But I always take my kids there afterwards. And like we go down and we'd see the costumes and we go purchase stuff. And my 11 year old daughter, she was like six at the time. She wanted to buy something from dragon ball Z was just like one of the dragon balls. Yep. And I was like, why do you want that? She's like, the play was like, no, no, baby. That's just to look at. Like, if you purchase that, it's not to roll around. Like, no. <laughs> enjoying that Dragon Ball. Like, that's all you're doing. Like, let's find something that you can play with. Mm-hmm. Not something you're going to ruin that should have just been sitting there for you to enjoy. So you do the comedy show during the Comic-Con when you get out in Arizona? Like, that's the theme? Yeah. Like when, we, is it, um, when is it typically? Basically, we do uh, – what do you do? Oh, yeah. So basically, they have, like, different um, – conferences that you can have during comic-con so they have the main people come in like the main celebrities and things like that but then they have like small off like different conferences and things like that other people can do that are local and they have a whole bunch of different things so i one of my friends was like you should do a comedy show of one of these things like oh cool so um i did it because if you volunteer or do a show you get a free ticket to comic-con and i was like sweet i'll pick a free ticket and then i just find people who also like or just enjoy the nerdy stuff and will just be fine with a free ticket and then we just go and we just tell all types of jokes nerdy non-nerdy but like usually every time that i've done the show like we'll get easily for a free show where like we just basically people just show but they want to come to it we usually get two or three hundred people in the audience and they're all just there to have a good time and just enjoy laughing it's one of the funnest shows that we that i do each year when is uh what time of year is typically the uh, Comic Con in? Uh, it's usually May. Okay, like right around the end of May, like right, right either right before or after Memorial Day. You guys having it this year, or is it has it been? Uh, yeah, I don't know yet because yeah. COVID was crazy in the first place, but then Arizona just doesn't give a fuck. So like right well, now, the, yeah, <laughs> you guys might just do it anyways. You know yeah, I mean? so I, I hope not. Awesome. Even if even if they did, uh, my wife right now because she's so like germophobic and afraid of this stuff yeah. i wouldn't be able to do like that like i'm starting to try to do shows again coming up like in march or april but like something that big with all those people i'd be like now nah, I'll, I'll wait so how so how is it out in arizona so like i know it's you guys are similar to like kind of florida is you guys kind of relaxed a lot of your restrictions and kind of did some stuff but so can you do comedy there or is it kind of Oh yeah, uh, they're doing comedy. I haven't gone to any shows yet. Yeah, uh, I, I've seen the, a lot of my friends doing comedy, and I know where. Like at least what I've seen is like you know the host will come up there, and then the host will like wipe the mic off, and they have like limited seating and it's spread mm-hmm. apart and things of that sort. Um, one of the most interesting ones I saw was they actually it was almost like a drive-in theater. Everybody was in their cars. Yeah, yeah. And they had like big speakers out, and they did the comedy show like on something like like a lift. And I was yeah. like, oh, that's a pretty good idea. That's pretty cool. But, cool. Yeah. Yeah, up here, no comedy shows inside. Uh, one of the restaurants that I talked to the Prince earlier, they do it. They did an outdoor one in a tent, so like it was weird. So you could eat out like for a period of time, you couldn't eat inside a building in Massachusetts, and then it was like, a restriction where you could have like X amount of people. So they did this thing where like so they got away of having comedy shows if they did it in the tent in the parking lot of the place, so they could space people out. 
which made no sense to me because they ended up putting walls around the tent anyways to yeah. break the breeze out. So it was like you might as well be in a circu- like nicely circulated air building than outside in a tent in a closed area. But mm-hmm. I don't make the rules. Adam yeah. and I still try to figure out where they come up with the rules and how the restrictions happen. I don't understand them. It is what it is. But that's how they got a way of doing comedy up in Massachusetts. Now, did you do any Zoom comedy shows over the uh, No. I, I, I just imagine Zoom comedy is almost the same thing as like trying to do porn over Zoom. Like, just like, <laughs> how is it possible? Because like the laughter, like we're doing Zoom now and like I feel bad. Like I feel like I'm interrupting you while you're talking. So imagine like telling a joke and then you're just stopping because you're waiting to hear if people are laughing or not. Yeah. And then after that, you go back to your joke, but then someone's still laughing. So then their face pops up on the Zoom because you don't know what's happening. Oh, so, so I did a show. Uh, I was doing it through the Laughing Buddha Comedy Club in New York. They did like they did a couple of Zoom shows. I don't even know if they're still doing it. They did it for like a couple of weeks, but then I didn't hear any more from it. So I don't think it worked out very well. But so basically, so to avoid that issue, I did like the gallery of the screen. So I had everyone's up there. But uh-huh. they would mute everyone except for the person doing comedy. So you would sit there and tell your jokes, but you couldn't get any reactions because even if they were laughing, you could just see them laughing. You couldn't hear them laughing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. That sucks. And I went over. The laughter is like what gets me going. Like as soon as I hear the good laughter, I'm like, okay, I got him. I went went over every single time because you have no way to keep track of time. You have no time and you have no rhythm. I mean, and I even tried to take it a step further. Like I stood up. I brought a mic upstairs like with a stand and I adjusted my camera. So I was like, I, I... try to psychologically picture myself on stage and I would go through the same muscle memory that I would like grabbing the mic, holding the mic stand, sitting there looking out to the crowd, even dim the lights behind my camera to try to give an effect. And it was every time it was, it was a hit and miss. I was like swinging at, at air. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It was just like, I couldn't get the rhythm. I couldn't feel it. I was getting red light and disconnected sometimes because if you go too far over, they just like mute you. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. It was rough. And I did it for I did it three times. And I said, fuck it. I can't do it anymore. I need, I need to be, I need to see people. Don't, I mean, we all got into comedy at one point or another to pick up chicks. I mean, I, I joined the radio station at college. I thought I would pick up chicks. I, I think guys do anything. I mean, the only reason we do anything in life is to try to pick up a chick. I mean, for the most part, that's very yeah. absolutely true. <laughs> and then you get married and it's just like, well, I, you know, I guess I can't pick up a chick anymore, but at least they can make them laugh. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's the closest thing I can get to it. But then that to, <laughs> when you quarantine, you can't go out. It takes all that motivation away from you. Oh, I know. It's just, <laughs> just like Adam, Adam, you like you, you explained to us like he was a single guy during quarantine for a little while, and he was the the, the dating world. It's it's tough. Like you got to run into certain people. Like really, but like it was just you. Everyone's kind of trying to feed off of each other to try to hear somebody else's kind of story. Yeah, you know that's kind of what it boils down to. You know, I'm thinking more or less like the interaction. Like there's some people that wanted to meet, some that don't want to meet. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. Because, yeah, big is you respect the people's, you know, if they're scared, I guess, whatever, or, you know, they're cautious of what they want to do, fine, it's whatever. I, but it's just like, it's just a, like, I'm, I'm very, I'm very little cautious, I guess you could say. I, I'm wow. responsible to a point, yeah. but I'm not like overly like, I'm wearing like a hazmat suit walking down the street, you know. I don't oh, know yeah. how it is in Arizona. In Boston, they say they want us to wear a mask when we're walking down the street. I never oh. do it. 
I work with Adam. He never does. We, we, we're, we're in the same office together, so it's unnecessary for us to wear masks to Dunkin' Donuts. Well, yes. we're Dunkin' Donuts, but we require us to, but we're not going to walk down the friggin' street. But there's people that walk down the street like, like they're going to the moon. Like you think they were like Luna Lander just landed on, on the street and they just got off and they're like, oh, I don't know yeah. what's going on here. It's anyway. a little ridiculous. Yeah, that's my, my family is kind of like that. They're like, we go jogging and mm-hmm. we'll wear a mask, but we wear them because like where we go jogging, there's like a whole bunch of gnats, but like people will look at us and they'll look at them like, oh, you're that family. And it's kind of like a, <laughs> well, we're just trying not to swallow bugs while we're jogging or walking, but sure, whatever, who cares? Well, I, I do appreciate the mask the last few months because it's been very, very cold up here. So it actually mm. does help protect the face. So I, I, I am taking advantage of that issue. Um, but like, wow, man, I can only imagine what it's like in Arizona when it's like 110 degrees outside and they're telling you to wear a mask when you go somewhere and you're like dying. Oh, yeah. The, like you're, all of a sudden you're like, my mustache is sweating. What's happening right now? <laughs> <laughs> so did you, uh, I don't know if you were if political, you follow anything po- uh, politics wise, but uh, Arizona, that was a crazy state during the election, huh? Oh, man. It was just so intriguing because like, two of the guys that I work with, they're both more on the conservative side and I'm kind of like in the middle where like, I can see some things good on both sides. So I kind of like, I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll sit here. Cause like some of the stream stuff on the left side's crazy. Some extreme stuff on the right side's crazy. Yeah. And I'm just kind of like, I'll, I'll sit here, but to watch them, like at least they're, at least they were kind of like, not to the point where they're saying, Oh yeah, man, this is rigged. Like, how's this crazy? It's more like, all of a sudden people just decided you know what we still like this dude so they decided the only way to get rid of him is to vote so that's just what happened and i guess that's a product too of arizona too i guess people don't really realize that like a lot of people escape in california but they leave california they go to arizona but they're still their political views aren't changing when i guess border so they and that's what's that that's what happened in georgia too i mean a lot of people moving from the north going down to the south but their mm. political views aren't changing. So they're going to vote for the same way they were voting for before, I guess. Yeah. Like, I think Adam and I are exactly like you were kind of in the middle. We, we just not one way or another. Just, I kind of just, there's a lot of things we were talking too about like a, a third party would be ideal because it'd be both the best of both worlds. You know, like you take yeah. and like, I think a lot of people would get on board, but it's like something that's so new. People would be so scared to kind of like do, you know what I mean? To commit. Oh, I it's hard for people to take that seriously. Yeah. It's sad, but it's true. You know? But yeah, the, right the, now it's like you have to be one way or the other and it's like yeah. no no like there's good parts of both if there you just sit down and listen absolutely yeah. the extremists are just fucking crazy the, the extreme right or extreme left they scare the fuck out of me both oh of yeah them. me too and i haven't really well i guess we were talking earlier but we have there's an extreme lefty that hates our show oh um, really yeah she, she's had a vendetta out for us for four years with a cease and desist order and such of that nature Wow. Um, but every once in a while we like to um to check out her twitter account to see how angry she is about everything yeah, so, kind of she has calmed it down a little bit yeah. i would say over the over the course of a couple oh. of months i think somebody got to her like maybe her employers were like can you yeah the last four years, <laughs> um so i figured well, what's she so mad about now if she at the last four years she was so angry she has the house she has the senate she has the presidency so how could you possibly be mad at anything? But she still finds things to be mad at. So. That's just society in general today. Like they just want to be mad about everything. And it's like, why? Why are we just so upset all the time? It doesn't make any sense to me. Doesn't life feel so much better when you're like the stress level is kind of like to a very minimum? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're stuck. <laughs> Lately, you've been up there. <laughs> we got- I have certain triggers. Um, <laughs> certain things that I said that that bring me from like a, a two to like an eleven. Like instantaneously, uh-huh. Patrick Mahomes talk pisses me off. <laughs> I hate him, and he just he, that that that'll bring that'll ruin my day right there. That's that's the newest one they've been using in the office to get me going. I'll be sitting there just chill, just enjoying life. And then, like, Patrick Mahomes gets mentioned. Oh, there's this guy that does um, – there's these two radio guys in the Boston area. One does mornings, one does afternoons. And I despise both of them. And uh, the names get mentioned, it ruins my day. Like, I just throw everything up in the air. But for the most part, I feel like I'm mostly calm these days. You know, I feel stressed. I just got to worry about the mortgage, you know, making sure yeah. my kids fed. And mm-hmm. once beyond that, and I know that I, I can – accomplish that goal for the month i mean where else am i gonna get mad at this point right you know what i mean it's like yeah you know. yeah I, I don't have like i think the things that trigger me are normally like when my kids like will say something and yeah. they're just like you could not have possibly heard the words just came out of your mouth right now because they don't make any sense because like <laughs> i have a because i have an 11 year old and a 14 year old they're in that age where like they must feel like you know they're going to tell you what they're going to do and I'm like, I don't know if you realize this or not, but I'm still black and I have no problem fucking a kid up real quick. If you <laughs> talk to me like that, like you need to understand when uh, I say do something, I'm not a drill sergeant where, I mean, where you need to say how high or right immediately, yeah. but like within the next couple of minutes, you need to show that you're about to do what I asked you to do. Yeah. There's going to be problems. Oh, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm about a decade away from that, oh, and, man. but I'm not looking forward to it. I think... God bless you because I think the age that you're dealing with right now is probably the toughest. Oh yeah. Because when, like, they, when they're kids, they'll listen to you when they're little, like, right. But when they get to that age, like between the tweens, the teens, mm-hmm. they think like, you know, they, 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 they somehow got this like boost of confidence. Oh, I know. <laughs> they think they can just rule the world. Yeah. And then like my 14 year old stepson, like he's super smart. But he's smart to the point where he thinks he's the smartest in the house. Mm. And I gotta be like, mm. like sometimes I like to like knock him down and be like, bro, like I need you to know that at 14, I was in the same classes that you were in. Like just because you're in the higher classes doesn't mean anything. It's like I was asleep in these classes and still yeah. got A's. Like you're not on my level. And knock him down a little bit, you know. Got yeah. to. Which is very so, helpful in the long run because I feel like if 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 kids get that kind of um that that leadership to being brought back down to a level of like normalcy yeah will actually help them later on in life because they won't be a cocky prick going into college thinking they know the world is one way or another they'll actually have a little bit of like their mind will open up a little bit you know what i mean they'll be able to see both sides of the story yeah like uh there's a running joke we have in the house with him just me and him like we're all walking in his room and like hey just in case you didn't know today you ain't shit and I'll just walk out. Just so, <laughs> so, and he laughs at it. He knows I'm joking. But at the same time, it's like, you know, just in case you were floating high today, I'm going to bring yeah. you down just a little bit. Because the world will do that to you. So, yeah. you know, prepare when, it, like, when you get out in the real world and people are like, oh, oh, you're smart, huh? Okay, guess what? I checked my pocket. I don't got no fucks to give. So <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, hey, that's the, the best athletes are like that too, right? Because you think yeah. people always – saying you suck you're terrible i mean look at like tom brady or like lebron james and players like that people always saying like oh you suck you're not that good blah blah, blah. And what do they do go out there and they like, win a championship and it's like well fuck you that's their ultimate fuck you right there yeah is doing it so yeah you have to get checked sometimes but because otherwise you're like Kyrie Irving, that people in your entire life told you you were great and awesome 
and mm-hmm. then you can't handle real world experiences. So, yeah. I mean, that's not good for anyone. I'd rather have a competitive kid that gets, you know, people talking shit to that they're able to kind of respond to in a positive way than yeah. Kyrie Irving, who's just the entire life and put on this pedestal. But that's just our personal in Denver because we thought he was, when he came to Boston for that, what, two seasons, we were like, oh, this is great. We got the, we had a key player, and then he became a prick. So we kind of have, like, bad taste oh, in the world. I know, and I wonder what happened to it too. Like, cause like, like I'm not a LeBron James fan, but like when he was on the Cavaliers, I was like, okay, cool. Like he seemed like a humble kid. Like, yeah, he's gonna be, he's gonna do well. well. And then, I guess on the Cavs, he wanted to be number one. He thought because he was talked up his entire life like he was number one. Oh, uh, but then he goes and plays a LeBron who clearly is number one, and that's like being talked up your entire life. Then going to a job and like you know you think you're gonna be the vice president, but you end up cleaning the bathrooms. You know what I mean? It's like well, mm-hmm. reality check right there. And I don't think he psychologically could handle that. And I think that's what fucked him up. And so then he just wanted to leave Cleveland to get away from LeBron. And LeBron's like, well, I don't know what the fucking problem is. You were doing great, but whatever. Because I can do yeah. it by myself. You know, you know, everyone needs a Pippin. Jordan had Pippin. You know, that was LeBron's Pippin. So, but he goes to, so he goes to Boston and he becomes the number one, but doesn't know how to handle it or doesn't want it. So it's like, well, what did you really want? Did you want the number one or are you not number one? Like, it's like, because you so clearly sorry. can't be a number one here because you're not leading like a number one. You have these rookies who are pretty much doing the job for you that you should be doing, mm-hmm. and no one respects you, and now you're just a whiny bitch, and no one in the city likes you because that's the way Boston sports are. People get oh. very angry at players who don't want to fucking fall in line. But Good. <laughs> what, do they, what do they do? They shift. Well, I guess he, he, he left on his own, um, his own force, but they should have fucking traded him. And, ugh. Long story. That's another episode for another day. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know. We could go on and on on this one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, but uh, All right. So, what are you working on? you have any projects you're working on? Do you have a website? Anyone can come check your stuff out? Where can we find the comedy styles of Ben Lewis? Uh, so, I do have a, a website. just benlewiscomedy.com. I actually am starting a nerd podcast with one of my friends. Uh, our first episode is supposed to go up tomorrow i think and the first episode in all honesty is all over the place like it's it's supposed to be nerd related but you can tell they're two people who just have to haven't learned how to hone it in yet so it's all over god's creation nice so other than that um not doing anything until hopefully like march or april start doing some comedy again yeah knock on wood i think we're in the i think the light is at the end of the tunnel for this fucking craziness this year hopefully so i think so it's summertime. I'm, I'm I'm rooting for June 1st for the life to be back to normal. Yeah. So I think it's going to be after July 4th just because they'll they'll try to reduce the crowds after July 4th and then July 5th the, the gates will open up. But I'm, I'm, I'm striving for early spring here. So we'll see. What <laughs> we'll see. All right, man. Well, awesome. Thank you for joining us tonight. Very, very uh, having me. Like, yeah, nice thanks for talking. coming on, man. It was nice to meet you, Ben. I'm, uh, I'm very interested in this uh, nerd uh, comedy thing you guys going through Comic-Con uh, out in Arizona. And uh, when shit gets better, I am going to contact you because I want to check this fucking thing out. I'll oh, do. yeah, definitely. I actually, um, I'm trying to think. I might actually have a couple videos up on YouTube. Okay. And, and, and they're, like I said, um, I have a couple other friends who, who do it as well. And they tell me every year, like, that's the most fun they have at a show every single time is just going to Comic-Con and then just telling the nerdiest jokes possible yeah. I, I i dig it i think it's good yeah we'll get we'll get we'll stay in touch all right sounds good everybody thanks for joining us tonight have a good thanks one thanks for having me you can take it easy what? there we go
Someday I'll figure this out. But all right, Ben yeah. Lewis from Arizona. Yeah, he's cool. Delaware. Currently. Delaware. He was cool. He's cool to talk to. He's a fun oh, guy. Cool guy. We, we've lucked out lately. We haven't had any, any really. Sometimes maybe we need that to check our egos a little bit. Yeah, our egos. I don't know. I know, but like, I, just, I, I feel like I need somebody to kind of go off on. I, the other guy diffused. The first guy we had on that was a comedian. That's was right. Like, and that was our first guest in a while, which like, I think you, you, had, you were shocked, though, because you were ready to go. You had that one in the chamber. Yeah, like, I just kind of shut him down. I didn't fight back. I just shut him down. Like, which is know. cool. He ended up being cool. Yeah, he ended up being cool. I think he, like I said at that time, I think he was just not sure how to handle what to, what to do. So he thought he he thought he was on. That's it. Yeah. yeah no, he was. Uh, yeah, exactly. He thought he was on a performance. And listen, on the Audi eighty four show, a fat out, no one's on. Everyone's on. chill. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're just drinking, having a good time, having a conversation. It's just relaxing, man. It's, it's all about. You know. so next week on the show, we have uh, Hendren CV joining us. Um, so that'd be cool. Another comic. So it's nice that we're getting guests. I, we were doing pretty good. Far. We had a little guy who used to book for us, and he was cool. And I don't know what happened. But Disappeared. Yeah. But, <laughs> the part's unknown. Yeah. Unfortunately, he was cool. But we'll, we'll just figure it out here. So it's nice because, you know, Adam and I see each other uh, 40 hours a week. Um, in close proximity to each other. So when we have to do an additional hour, it's kind of trying sometimes. So if we don't have anyone to talk to, it could just be a little. Because the thing is too, sometimes we talk in the morning and just like, and then in my head, I'm like, why are we talking about this? And we could be talking about it like later. Some of the good stuff is used up. Yeah. Like today when I showed them the the video. So I found this video online. Actually, I got it from, it was from, I was watching uh, in Huffle on uh, the Anthony Cumier uh, network, the compound uh, network and in hot water. Um, showed a video of a how do I describe it? It was a skateboard with a dildo duct tape to the front of it, and the skateboard had lights that wheels that lit up, and there was a dude riding said skateboard with the dildo in the front, <laughs> and then there was a dude on his hands and knees with his butt spread open for said d- dildo to intercept. Some and people might call that art. I watched that video over and over and over again. It was like it's, it's like a five second clip. And you just go, ooh, rewinds. <laughs> ooh. I don't know who thought of it, why anyone thought of it, or why anyone thought it was a good idea. But it's not like the kind of thing if you lost a bet. That's what it kind of looks like. Yeah, it did not Fighting. look comfortable at all. You know. And I had just recently gone number two, and I was still a little, had some post traumatic threat. You know, that was PTSD. Post-traumatic threat. <laughs> Post-traumatic threat, yeah. PSD. Post-traumatic disorder. Is that what it is? Post-traumatic distress? Uh, PTSD. Post-traumatic distress disorder, right? PTSD. PTSD. I just say PTSD. I don't even know what I say. To be honest with you. It's going to be a rough day tomorrow. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, it's going to be. I'm, gonna I'm feeling it. Break. I'm already tired. I, I feel like ass. I did about a third of a bottle of wine during the show. Oh, shit. Cheap wine. The $7 special at Target. And uh, probably less than last week. So that means you're going to be really quiet in the morning, pretty much. Right? Probably be quiet till lunchtime. Yeah. Then I got to work tomorrow night, too. So that's just going to really upset me. So. Last night at that, at that place. So. Thank God. It's been driving me crazy. But another time for another time. But thank you guys all there for watching. Adam, you plugging anything? What do you get working on? Just uh, You can always check out the World One Potato. You know, it's there. 
hanging in the back of the uh, Death Star there. Haven't posted any videos on the World One Potato, but you're still getting views. Yeah. Lots of views. I get comments every day. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I check you on the social blade, and I see that it's quite busy. I haven't looked. I haven't paid attention. I, don't, I haven't paid attention to any of that. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes you don't care. That it actually works out for your benefit sometimes. Maybe it does, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. And, of course, you can get me on the, uh, obviously, the Addy 84 show on iTunes, Spotify, um, God, Podbean, YouTube. Get the show here. Watch us. Hear all the episodes, all our guests. And uh, you can also uh, check my, myself, my wife, and my child and our YouTube page, The Wicked Explorers, where we explore stuff. We do. A lot of dead malls if you like that stuff. So that's cool. Um, and stuff of that nature. But uh, yeah, so thank you guys for watching. And uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. Bye.